It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Welcome to a late edition this week of Orlando Lions Den Podcast. I'm your host, Jason J.J. Jose, along with my man, Eddie, the pain in the ear, the commish. What's <laughs> happening, man? How's your ear? The ear is bad. I went to the doctor yesterday. I don't know what they found, but they made it worse. So I am in, in some severe pain. And welcome back, J.J. Uh, you, you came back around the same time Justin Marin came back. So... <laughs> I don't know what that's about. And you guys had a little, uh, you know, weekend together. I guess I don't know. Yeah, don't insinuate great... anything, Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> we had a great weekend together. Nice. Alex Brown, what's happening? What's up? What's up? Uh, back at it. Sorry, we're a little late this week. Had some, uh, you know, improvements going on, but we're we're here and we're ready to go. And Cleon, what's going on, man? Ain't nothing going on. <laughs> another week, another week, another two losses this time. They doubled instead, up on us. <laughs> instead of two losses, or instead of one loss, we got two losses. All right, let's start with our first game. Uh, back, um, <laughs> let's start. With <laughs> Sorry, we'll start with our first game, which is Friday night against NY uh, City that was, FC. That was Thursday. Thursday. I was. I'm sorry. I was on a cruise. I don't know. I'm Thursday night. Yeah, Orlando or New York City FC just. Yeah, embarrassed us. I was on the cruise. I was watching the game. By halftime, I didn't watch anymore. I'd rather go spend my money on something else and lose more money on gambling. So, because it wasn't worth watching anything that Orlando City was doing. Tell me, guys. You guys were all at the games. Tell me uh, what you guys thought. I guess. Uh, I mean. I saw from a middle of the Atlantic Ocean, which looked horrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, four times off the post, that that was pretty crappy. Um, I mean, the game was better than the scoreline predicted, which we're starting to run into a lot of those. I don't know if that's going to be the new, the new thing under O'Connor. I hope not. But uh, overall, two zero. It was, makes it sound for like a much more boring game than what it was. Um, Yoshi off the post twice. Um, you know, just you had two other guys go off the post. Schuler went off the post and uh who else went off the post? Um yeah, we had a we had a fourth guy. You guys figure that out, but yeah. we, anyway, you know, just bad luck, bad not on target, you know, after the first time you go, "Man, we need to get better shooting." Second time you're like, "God, do we ever practice shooting drills?" The third time you're like, "Oh, maybe we're just not on." And then the fourth time you're like, "Ah, it's just not our night." Uh, so, I mean, four times off the post, not to make excuses, you'd like to make that uh, those those go in, but 
New York City FC had a long winless or a long scoreless streak going, and they kept it up against us. Obviously, one of the better teams in the league, and you know they didn't really skip a beat. Uh, losing Vieira, bringing over that guy from Man City. I mean, it's obviously worked out pretty well for him. At least they're hitting the post. Put it that way. Well, at least with Jason Christ, they were sending them into space. Cleon, That's true. What, are you, what are you thinking about the game? What did you thought, think about the game against New York? Yeah, I'm having to jog my memory a bit. That was a while ago. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much everything Alex said. We, we, can't, we can't shoot to save our life. Um, can't hit anything. Uh, a, lot, a lot of problems. Just uh, getting shots on frame, man. Like, Everyone, everyone's, you know, gone full Revis at this point. And it's just, it's, it's ugly to watch. Eddie. Yeah. We had some decent spells in there, but, um, they, New York city mate had some better chances. We hit the post, right. But some of those post shots weren't really like going in. Like Yoshi's was on its way up, you know? So I, by, by that time, I'm just so frustrated by by the lack of chances we were creating that when we did at the end, I I, could, I couldn't even react. Like I was just like dead inside already. Like the last two post shots, I was like, just whatever, you know, just get it together. And Yoshi, bro, great player, but if you you like use your other foot, you know, sometimes that maybe you would have got a goal because he's he's at a at a left angle, right? And he just tries to hit it as hard as he can, and he shoots it over to over the 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 the, the goal, and then he hits the post. And I just if the guy just turns right, and he uses right foot, he has the whole right side of the net. So some of that's just on us. It's not just bad luck. It's just lack of technical ability and finishing. And then they got some luck. PC tried to clear it, uh, play ricochet. I think he was trying to ricochet it off the NYC guy to Earl. And unfortunately, he ricocheted off the post right to Maxi Morales, who scored on an open net. And then that's that pretty much is all, all, all she wrote. And I want to shout out to Earl because Earl stopped Maxi Morales twice, one-on-one. And he did about as much as he could in that match. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about uh, James O'Connor on uh, Earl Edwards on what he said. Uh, after the New York game, I think since since our time he's he's performed well. I think that's probably been the biggest thing. He he strapped himself open. You know he wanted to to get out there. I thought he made a big save for us first half. Again with a, a cheap turnover, um, and then he he came up big for us. Um, I, I think it was it was credit to him to he was able to to make that save. Um, and that second half we had a lot of momentum and, and really had them pinned in. There was a couple of breakaways when we were down to ten men, but at that stage we're Throwing everything at them. Yeah, so he basically uh, given props to Earl Edwards. Uh, most likely, he's going to be our starter. I think from here on out. Um, I think Joe's finally hit the pie. If you ask me, what do you guys think about that? Do you guys think it's uh, it's Earl Edwards now to lose in that goalie position? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, after that, like Alex, game was a little rough, I guess, but. You're not going to play Zlatan Ibrahimovic every game. Uh, who's just always in the right space at the right time. And, you know, he's he's the true definition of of greatness. You know, why why he is what he is. He's, he's just always where he needs to be. But overall, Earl Edwards been great. Uh, I, I echo what O'Connor's saying, you know, just how he, he took his opportunity and, and they're just giving him a chance. And like I said, we've seen, or like we've all said, you know, we've seen great improvement in the distribution out of the back. Continue to see great improvement uh, in the distribution out of the back. But, you know, th- with that, you're going to have some growing pains. He's young. He's getting adjusted. And he's only going to get better. 
that's one thing that we can't say for Joe Bendick, and I think ultimately that's why Earl Edwards is in between the sticks, uh, and I think he'll be there for the rest of the year, like you said, JJ. Cleon? Yeah, it's it's his job. Is That's pretty much no contest at this point. It's not going back unless he gets hurt. Um, I don't think O'Connor ever really intended to even go back. I think he, you know, he made his decision. It's um, that's the play uh, style of player he wanted to have um, at goalie. So that's uh, that's what he did. Eddie, yeah, Earl, it's his job. Um, nowadays, everybody wants a keeper that could play out from the back. Earl can do that. Joe can't do that. Earl's making some big time one on one stops. I think that's probably his strength. Um, just because of his size, he gets real big. He does a good job with that. Um, the Zlatan, Zlatan is amazing. I think maybe the one of the headers, Earl got his hand on it a little bit. Joe Hart there with like limp wrist and couldn't stop it. I, I put that one on him. And maybe he could have done better on that. But the other two were, were just not, not much he can do there. Um, so, but I think the upside of Earl is worth giving him reps and giving him chances. And um, like like Alex said, we've we already seen peak Joe Bendick and. And uh, and he's not there anymore, and it's a new league. You need a ball handling goalkeeper, and Earl can make st- um, shots, shot stopping um, plays too. So give Earl the shot, and he deserves it. So let me ask you guys this now. So say Earl Edwards does become the starter, becomes James O'Connor's uh, main goalkeeper. Is Joe going to take that, or uh, on the off season in uh, November, October, November, December? Are we going to ship him out? I mean, he is under contract with us. He did sign a big lucrative contract uh, with us. So what, what's uh, what's going to happen? What do you think, Alex? Can uh, can Columbus take him with the mirror? <laughs> Maybe that adds some more value. Oh, I don't nice. know. I mean, they, they, they appear that they may be in the, goal, the, the keeper market soon. Maybe that's just something to look at. I mean, obviously they're talking about selling uh, Zach Steffen. Yep. Uh, who's – one of the obviously starting for Amer- the USA and, and has a bright upside as well. Um, now, but overall, I think you're spot on, JJ. I think uh, I think Bendik is going to be probably not with us for long if this continues to stay stay active like this. If um, if Earl continues to start, you'll probably see Bendik get upset. I mean, we're for 185,000 is also a lot to be. I think that's a salary, but that's a lot to be. Um, paying a backup goalkeeper in this league too. So overall, you'll probably see him exit. You know, hopefully it's smooth. But if it's Earl's job and he solidifies it and he locks it down, then, you know, it's, it sucks for Bendik, but it's the game. It's soccer. It's it's part of loving the club. And that's why you always talk about the name on the front instead of the name on the back. Cleon, what do you think? Yeah, um... That that job's that job's done. Like I said, um, Joe. As far as next year, uh, I I would imagine he wouldn't even have to ask for anything. They most likely would probably just move him out anyway. Um, if he doesn't fit, um, Joe. He you know he wants to be a go- starting goalkeeper. I don't I don't know where he's gonna do it. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of who even has goalkeeper openings at this point. Um, but I mean he'll he'll find somewhere. Um, I'm pretty sure he wants to he wants to continue starting, so uh he'll probably move on, to be honest with you. Eddie. Oh, we got some breaking news, guys. What's that? Stam Steskel uh on Twitter just broke the Justin Miram trade. Oh yeah, what is it? Uh, 
we're $750,000 back in targeted allocation money in Whoa. Garber Bucks. A lot I'll more than I it. thought. And a 2019 international slot. Oh, that's a good deal. Nice. Actually, I, I, I like the international spot. That's actually good. So let's. Uh, it's next year, though. Yeah, Sorry, I had to cut just cut off our moment about Earl, but uh, that broke ten minutes ago. Wow! Really? Oh. So, well, let's uh, break it on our uh, our Twitter account also while we're at it. Um, our, <laughs> Eddie's our, on it. Eddie's on it. Eddie's already on it. I can see. <laughs> so uh, he's going to be breaking it they, on our. They are coming back. They are coming back to um, Orlando. By Correct. The way. Yes, the last game of the season in Orlando was against Columbus. Time to be determined still on that. So might be an afternoon, might be a night game. Um, Eddie, uh, I'm going to let you go off on that a little bit while you're doing the Twitter thing and breaking the news on Twitter. Are you done? Yeah, it's already out there, but it happened live, but we're here too, so that that's fine. Yeah, yeah about, so about Bendik. Uh, I was going to say about Bendik. Look, Bendik costs a lot. Um, not a ton, but it, Earl doesn't cost very much. If Bendik wants to stay, it's not a ton of money allocated to two goalies, so – I don't know. I don't really care if he stays or not, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, with the, the Merrim trade, can we talk about that? So, as it's breaking right here live on Orlando Lions Den on our podcast. That's uh, not breaking when it's already broke, JJ. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, breaking. <laughs> it's breaking news from – it's not fully confirmed yet. Let's put it that way. Um, but, I mean, 750000 per sources. 750000 in an international spot – do you think uh, that's a good uh, deal? I mean, I what's think the, it's... Isn't there like a going rate, Cleon? I mean, what's the going rate for an international spot? Like 50000 or... No, it's a, higher than that now. It's, it's we been, got 100000 um, from Vancouver, Yeah, it's, right? been up around, it's been up around 100 to 150 lately. So you're talking, you know, we lost uh, maybe 200000 overall. $200,000 loan, $200,000 Garber Buck loan for Miram to blow up here. Not too bad. Uh, Cleon and I were talking before the show started about, and we were differing pretty pretty heavily, uh, and this is closer to where I was thinking, but if the like the price is right, if, if I would have been over, so I would have lost. Uh, but, but overall, I think 750000 plus the international spot is a good deal for both parties. Miram's got to get out. He'll go back to Columbus. And, I mean, I wish him luck, you know, but not against us. Yeah, not against us. So, what happens there in Columbus? I guess now with Pedro Santos and everything. Go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, well, Pedro. Yeah, Pedro hasn't been that productive over there. He started good. We all thought they had found a replacement. Well, they thought they found a replacement, and um, we paid a heck of a lot for Merrim. But I'm actually, you know, I've been mixed about Nicky Buds. At the beginning of the year, I was like, he did some good work, and I was excited about Merrim. And then right now, I don't think that's all terrible. I don't think um, having seven hundred fifty thousand plus an international spot is a is a bad deal at all. Um, we did lose, but just the nature when a player doesn't want to play for you, that's leverage right there. And I thought we overpaid in the first place, so I think they, that's this isn't bad business at all. I don't I don't know this whole thing's so weird. I don't know why he has to go back to Columbus or he doesn't he's not comfortable anywhere else. It's just. I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything wrong. It just seems such so weenie-ish to me in the first place, and and um, super weenie hug yeah, juniors. Yeah, here you go. It just it feels just kind of soft, and 
I don't know. Where's the meme for that? Somebody put the Columbus Cruise logo over the Super Weenie Hut Jr. sign. There you go. Yeah. You know, Derek, you do that instead of the Jordan this time, the crying Jordan. Um, So I'm glad that uh, the team that the one team he wanted to go to paid us um, most of the money we we got back. So that's probably best case scenario. That's a little more than I thought, actually. Right. So I think I would have won the prizes right, uh, Alex, because I was under. Yeah. I said I'm $1. just hoping. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was saying earlier. I was saying earlier. I would have took. I would have took half at this point. I thought we were getting half took, a million. Uh, what and was that? Like, like five twenty-five, five hundred twenty-five thousand. I would have been. I would have just settled with that. So for them to get seven hundred back, you know, that's that's pretty good because uh, he he wasn't performing here. So I mean, you can't expect to get the same price. It's like you roll a car off the lot. You can't expect to when you trade it back in get as much back as you pay for it. So. so- um to get now, 700000 that's that's pretty good. Now, remember, we got that international spot. It is only next year. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that the, the uh, it's a wash <laughs> for high. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not saying it's a wash. The season's a wash, you know. Um, but it's good to have an international slot. Like you were saying earlier, Cleon, what's going on with Larea? Let's get that, you know, green card so that international spot that's another international spot we would uh, pick up. It's a the few. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Remember that when Aha couldn't get his paperwork right, that's probably helped helped with him being shipped out. Remember that. Yeah. And then, so this seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars that we're getting in Tam money, could this be used right now for us this season? Still, if it's if it's two thousand eighteen, then yeah. Yeah, so, it seems to be two thousand eighteen money from. Uh, the preliminary, you know, sources, I guess you say. So, yeah, why not? There's only... When does, when does the window close? Tuesday? We got six days. Yeah, six days for the window to close. Next Wednesday, I believe, the window closes August 8th. So, yeah, and, you know, you you can always get something done. You just got to... You just cleared up a heck of a lot of cap space. Uh, you, just, you just cleared up a roster space. You know, you would assume that... We're gonna bring in a player in the next week. I mean, I, that that would be my assumption. And it, I'm I'm thinking that they already have something planned, Nikki Buds, and you know, hopefully, uh, not Flavio, Alex. You know, with the 750, they already have something that they're gonna do and probably bring in a player. Eddie, you were gonna say something? Yeah. Well, I today I drove by practice because it's by my job, and I saw Merrim there. I why do you think they had him back in training just in case this fell through or? Just to just to make sure that he Columbus gets a fit player. What do you guys think? Maybe they were throwing a bluff. Maybe they said Columbus where he deals off the table and threw him back at training, and then Columbus rang the phone again. Man, checkmate. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seven fifty. So we, we well, I thought you guys were saying seven. No, no seven seven fifty. So we lost we lost two hundred five thousand. Which, which I mean, he didn't produce that well this year for that, but it's worth taking a, it's worth spending that to take a shot on a player of that caliber. And you know, we all know in Columbus he's going to do good. He's a system player. It seems he's comfortable there. And um, you know, they, they, I think after twelve thousand fans, he gets upset or freaks out, and Columbus never hits that, so he's perfect. That's per my sources. <laughs> That's for your sources. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know who uh, Francis Merriam is. He likes our tweet that uh, Justin is headed to Columbus. So, uh, and uh, it looks like it might even be 
his family because he there's some personal pictures of him on here. So I don't know who Francis Miram is. But yeah. They just liked our tweet that oh, okay. Miram's heading to maybe that's even Justin. Who knows? You know, with the that's, fake, his, uh, that's his burner account. You know. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> so well, uh Go okay, ahead. so yeah, so I'm sorry, guys. Don't mean to cut you off, JJ. But I want to say, okay, now that we have this money and we could spend it this year, right? What do you guys? How would you guys like to see it spent? Well, um, it's all Tam. Looking at it, it's all Tam, which means uh, it has to be spent on somebody from outside the league. So, um, but can't that be used to buy anybody gonna... down? I don't. I don't think so. Even even if well, I don't know why we would do that anyway. I don't see what the point would be. Uh, to but, get a DP, um, to bring down Yoshi and get a free DP spot. Yoshi's not a DP. Well, um, who is a DP? It's, I mean, we have a young Sasha. DP. Sasha. Sasha. Or buy down Sasha. He Sasha and Dom. Down. Yeah, it's too far. They're way up there, bro. They're way up there. Mm. They were way up there. And then um, yeah. with with um, Coleman's the other, so it's not it's probably, it's not happening. I just but forget I mean, with the I mean, whole Galaxy, young DP thing and how that works. I keep forgetting about yeah, that. Yeah, Galaxy. I mean, the Galaxy got Zlatan on a TAM contract, so <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah, right. Oh, it's a Galaxy <laughs> makes whatever they want happen. All of these sla- yeah. TAMs, GAM, and DPs are all because the Galaxy wants to bring people in. So yeah. you know. I hope the Galaxy keeps wanting to increase talent in the league and they just keep making up stuff for them. Yeah, so I mean, it's I, I don't know, man. I don't know if we have anything in the works. Normally, stuff starts leaking by now. I mean, if you only got six days left, normally something should be leaking out on the interwebs by now. Um, you should be hearing rumblings of something. Uh, I know we have we just got this money, so nothing would have came of that. But um, you know, they also got that that uh, young player. What that that new that new one they came out with with the uh, under 21 players or whatever it is. Um, I haven't seen, I haven't seen too many players. I haven't seen too many players actually coming in using that though. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. Hopefully they, hopefully they do something or um, maybe they just save it, man. I don't, I don't know. All right. Well, let's talk about a little bit about the fans, you know, after this going on this losing streak and going, it seems like a lot of our fans have lost faith in Orlando city. But we still have the diehard fans like us that, you know, through thick and thin, we still are big Orlando City fans. But looking at, while I was, uh, which was interesting, uh, me being on the cruise in the middle of the Atlantic, and I had about 10 people watching the game, the New York. Um, three of them were Orlando City fans from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, don't get me, I don't understand that. But they, they liked City and they were sitting there. And then looking at the stadium, it was pretty full. For a Thursday night game, um, the fans—they're still—they're still coming, you know. Even though we're playing the way, and we have a little clip of James O'Connor talking about the fans after the New York game. Let's listen. Overall, throughout the ninety minutes, there's some lovely passages of of play, but I'm serious. I want to win, and this is really frustrating for myself, for the staff, and for the players. We're not just saying it; we want to win. So when you don't win, it's really frustrating, um, and I think that's probably the biggest thing. I look at the supporters when we're 2-0 down, and the passion that they're showing, the, the support, the noise in the stadium, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. When you actually look at that, you know, midway through the second half, the supporters are absolutely on their feet, ch- chanting, roaring, really supporting the team. It gets to the point where you're like, you, you, there's a desperation to want to do well for those supporters, and... 
I asked them just to, to stick with us as a, as a club. Um, we're going through a, a difficult time, but I can promise you things will get better. So what do you guys think about that? Do you guys uh, think, you know, the fans are still are going, are committed, and aren't backing away from Orlando City? Because you see it on Twitter, you see it on Facebook, you see it all over. I mean, even on talk uh, radio, and I hate to say the Bianchi and all them on the shows in the morning, saying that, ah, Orlando City, let's forget about them. They're turning into the Orlando Magic. But they're still showing up. You know, is this becoming like the Orlando Magic, just showing up to the game because it's a popularity thing? Or is it really the fans coming and still supporting Orlando City? Alex? No, I think I think the fans love the culture. I think the fan loves loves love to be, you know, at the stadium and with the family of the Orlando City, you know, union that we have there. Um, I was really impressed with the Thursday night attendance. I think there was over 23,000 people there on Thursday night. You know, that was a fantastic show out. Um, But I'm worried, you know, I'm worried overall. I hope that people of authority tune into the podcast because I'm about to express some major concerns. Um, One is the relationship with Ticketmaster is a fraud. It's a joke. You guys need to stop that immediately. That needs to be taken care of and 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 gone away. That 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 didn't work. I don't care what they're paying for you, uh, because it's going to cost you guys butts in the seats year after year. Uh, the people, the main majority of reasons that of why people will not renew their season tickets. I feel like from what I'm seeing, and, and the only reason that I'm even thinking about not is because. Ticketmaster is because they make you sell them for a higher fee than what you're buying them for, and and they make you give it unreasonable premiums to try and sell it on their website. So overall, that's that's one of the main concerns for me. Obviously, the losing doesn't help, but I don't think that would help. That would make that would hurt as much if the fan experience wasn't uh, as as hurt or as as dwindled as it is right now. I mean, the combination of that. With, I guess, the security that's been going on over in the wall. Uh, that's been a big issue. Um, you know, they, they want to know why people aren't renewing. I know I've talked to a bunch of people personally who have said that they are not renewing. And don't get these people mixed up. These people, that doesn't mean just because they're not renewing their season tickets that they're not avid fans. There's people like Eddie, who's on this podcast, who could honestly have probably spent half of his season on, on his season tickets if he would have just not had them and just bought the same seats prior to the game every game on the Facebook group because people are trying to get rid of them at half price. So, you know, overall it's uh they need to to work on that um but the team needs to win too. James O'Connor is spot on. It's frustrating that we're not winning. It's very frustrating, to, especially to the players, especially in a game like the LA Galaxy where it's like you finally score goals, you got three, things are looking good, you're putting it all together, and you get Zlatan'd. And, and, and Ibrahimovic just crushes you, and they beat you 4-3, and you're on the road. And that was a tough game anyways. But, you know, overall, I think with O'Connor in the in the realm, you know, that's kind of def- that's definitely boosted my chances of, of renewing on September 1st. Eddie? Yeah, Alex is absolutely right. Um, I was getting some... some junk for this on twitter i said i will go to every the same amount of games but why should i pay just to have a season ticket card if it's going to cost me more and i can go to the state in the same spot every single game so what happens in my tickets is i'm in the a in orlando right i'm like right where the a you know meets at the top to make a point 
Um, so I'm right in the center. It's a great view, but my tickets include where you could order to your seat. That's a hassle. It doesn't always work. But you can't market that when you try to resell the ticket so the ticket is overpriced based on Ticketmaster's requirements. So that therefore, I can't resell my tickets. That's one of the reasons I got those. So I, I'm, I'm, I can't stop following this team. I'm going to renew some capacity or look at options where maybe I can't just buy individual tickets. But, but if I do renew, let me put it this way. Sorry, if I do renew, I'm going to have to move somewhere else and buy a cheaper ticket that that it, I feel like can resell for the same or I'm not overpaying just to be a season ticket holder. And that's, I think that's where you're going to see a lot of, because let me tell you in that a, I checked this match. There was six people in my row. Okay. That's the view from the TV cameras. And you could look that the a and all the letters are fairly empty at a lot of the times. So, I, I sold my tickets, um, like buy one, get one free a couple matches ago, the Chicago match. My friend needed two more tickets. I told him just buy tickets anywhere and come in and sit next to to, to my seats because nobody checks. That's exactly what he did. So as the match goes on, my section gets filled. People buying the cheapest ticket possible, walking over to my section for free without being checked. So why should I pay for that? I'm just going to buy the cheapest ticket and move and walk to whatever section I feel like it. So Orlando City needs to fix that. Um, for sure. Um, O'Connor could give us some hope if we continue to, to, to offensively do well. Right. And now we got some TAM money. We could bring in some international. We did really well with this with Yoshi. This is how we got Yoshi here. Right. So if we do that and we continue to, to, to score and maybe pull off a couple wins and get some moral victories, this fan base shows up because Orlando Magic suck and the city wants to win. They want to see something positive. And if we're going to lose, at least we're losing with goals now, right? Versus 2 nothing New York. But look at the L.A. game. We had to lead three times. It sucked. But, man, we looked good for like 20 minutes there. We were like, this is legit. James O'Connor's the man, right? I mean, I know I thought that. All right. Um, Cleon, do you want to add to any of the ticket issues or do you want to move on? Yeah, we can move on. I'm renewing. Yeah. Long okay, story me short. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Our seats are easy, you know, because you know ours are. Because uh, I, th- I sat in your section last year, JJ and Cleon were obviously yeah. in the same section this year, and you know, even when you have to resell, like it's, I pay like twenty three bucks, and it's not hard to get like fifteen at the very worst. So you're losing eight yeah. bucks a ticket. Um, but for I, I don't have a problem selling mine because you know you know where I sit, front row, right behind the goal. Pff, I yeah. could actually. Put ten dollars more, and people will buy them things. Yeah, yeah. So. I thought I thought center pitch people would want to sit there, but apparently not. No, this is way too much money, man. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, let's talk. Let's go back to Miriam. I mean, as the news broke, and while we're on the air and everything, let's talk. Do you think? Do you guys think we have time to make a transfer in this transfer window? Six days left, five days, whatever it is. Um, Eddie, you're talking about, you know, this TAM might be an international spot, could be an international, most likely is an international spot. And who on the roster will replace Merrim now? Who's going to play that side where Merrim is? Are we going to put Pino? We see Pino's not very – is it going to be PC? Are we bringing El Munir up to that spot? I want your thoughts, guys. Cleon, you're first. Yeah, um, I'm – my initial thing I, I want to say if – if we had to use what's already on the roster, that he would just continue doing what he's been doing, which the last few games he's been, you know, he's been putting uh, Mo up there, who's done very well, actually. Um, we've all talked about it before. He's, to me, he's one of the better skilled um, on-the-ball players we have as far as our wingers and stuff go, even though he's a fullback. Um, like I said, I don't know if that's 
that's speaking highly of him or just being that's how bad our wingers are. Um, but I, I want to initially say, oh, yeah, just slide up Mo. But then I'm thinking, I mean, we're playing PC back there. I, so I would think they're probably just going to slide Mo back to fullback um, in a perfect wor- world. Um, and Mueller, he hasn't really been out there much um, the last couple games, I think. Some of that's rest and stuff like and whatnot. So I guess they would have to try to get him back into the mix. So um, they they might continue with this, putting Sasha over there on the left-hand side. And um, we saw a lot of Yoshi at 10, actually, this past game with um, question was that Sasha was out there on the right. I know that's not what the little lineup graphic says, but that's what they were doing. Sasha was on the right wing. Uh, Mo was out there on the left, and uh, and Yoshi was at the 10. Um, I think we might see a little more. We, they probably will continue with that. So I would say we're probably going to, in effect, replace Merrim with Sasha. And replacing Sasha with Yoshi. And then um, you got Higita and, or as of right now, it seems like it's Tony Rocha that's been playing most of the minutes at that uh, at that holding holding midfielder position. So um, I think they'll probably, if it's, if it's in-house, they'll probably continue with that. I don't know what that says with Mueller. I don't know if he's going to a bench role, a sub role, or what, but I guess we'll find out. Alex Brown, what do you think? I'm just reading more into it now, too. Apparently, we gave them an international spot originally. So, uh, the original trade was for 750000 in TAM and the 300000 in GAM. We lost that. So, basically, the 300000 in general allocation money is gone. Overall, I think we uh, can either play El Munir there, who's been playing fantastic, <laughs> obviously showing a lot of speed. The exact reason why I've been saying it'd be nice to have Rivas back since he's back in Colombia and did absolutely nothing for New York Red Bulls. Um, no. But he'd be better than anybody we have out there on the left. No, he wouldn't. Overall, um, you know, I think you're, Cleon's probably right with Kleshin going out there. or But I think El Munir could definitely be a uh, competitor. Keep in mind, with an international spot in 750000 in TAM, you could essentially, you could essentially get almost... I think the max TAM deal is 1.5. So we can basically almost sign the max TAM deal uh, for a targeted uh, TAM player um, like Yoshi. You know, somebody that is making between 1 and $1.5 million that would like to come to MLS with an international spot. That's pretty much what we just opened up. So it is possible that, that we can bring somebody in this window. Um, we only got a week left. I don't know if we will. But at the very least, you know, that keeps us locked and loaded for next offseason. Uh, it might be better to, to wait till then anyways at this point of the season. Eddie, what do you think? I think it's uh, we do have time. O'Connor just got here. Um, he, he had to evaluate the roster, right? So, And the window, just like when Christ showed up, they, they we changed coaches right around the window. So he probably needed some time to to pick who who would be a transfer target. I'm sure he's not fully happy with the roster as is and probably would have liked to to um, make some moves from there, but we haven't seen that happen. Leitao told us that he, he couldn't do anything for now anyways, right? So we're, we did see that come to fruition. Um, I, I think um, I think we, we, we could add someone interesting, but honestly, I want him to get it right. If it takes a little time till next year, we could compound it with the new TAM we get at the next season. 
And I, I'll be okay with that, to be honest. And in regards to Merrim's replacement, uh, I think it's going to be Mo because I think um, I thought he played well. I think in O'Connor's system, they wingers get a lot of space. I thought Merrim would have been really good in the system too, to be honest. So kind of unfortunate. Um, Mo Mo did well. He that cross Adam was beautiful. He he needs to get better at decision making, but he needs reps. Um, I think the problem with with PC at left back or whoever it is is transition defense. PC does a good job of getting up, and then we had Roach or Will Johnson as that really deep midfielder that's protecting the back four. They need to sort that out. That deep midfielder needs to get deeper and be like a fourth defender if the left back is, is that far up. That's how PC got caught out with Zlatan's game-winning goal. He was he was coming back on attack, and, and they, they they left us open. I mean, that um, left us vulnerable, and Zlatan's smart enough to take advantage of that. And um, I think uh, for now we probably see Sasha on the right or a combination of Sasha, Yoshi, and Igita in the midfield. It's Sasha, Sasha, I'd rather, if he's going to be outside, I'd rather him be on the right than on the left and then keep Mo on the left. I think it's, I think that the positive of Mo as an attacker is worse, is better than the the positive of him being a defender because we have problem defending anyways and I'd rather see more attack and score goals. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say Yoshi and Igita were, were great the last match. Igita was a man in a match to me and uh, I know Cleon, you had some stuff about about Yoshi Higita together, right? Yeah, they they. It's weird because we all, especially coming into this season, we thought of uh, you know a guy like Higita as strictly a defensive player, but he's he's after seeing him out so long and then back, he's vital to the attack. Like when he's not in there, and Yoshi too as well. But um, when Higita. When Higita's not in there, there's no connection from um, from uh, the you know defense to defense to to the attack. There's no middleman there, so it's like, or we have somebody there, but you know they just don't do the job well. So um, him him being in there, it seems to be very vital to our attack, actually, even more so than defensively. If you can just you know the the other guy, you just have him sit there and stay there. Um, him and him and Yoshi seem to play much better together than any other combination. Um, even if one of those two is still in there, like Yoshi and I'm sorry, not Yoshi, uh, Higita and Yuri, or or Higita and Johnson, or Yoshi and Johnson, or Yoshi and Yuri, uh, or whoever. Um, none of those none of those pairings have 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 what Yoshi and Higita have together. And, um, it's, it's just, it's become very clear. It's just, it, he is vital, absolutely vital to this team. And, um, we need to get this off season. We, we need to get guys, another, um, of those types of guys. So, so when we do use, lose Yoshi for whatever reasons, whether it's injury or whatever, um, same with Higita, that we have the players with the skill to step into those roles. Right now, we don't. We give we give Higita, we have Yoshi, who have excellent skill on ball, and then everyone else is such a massive drop off with skill on ball. Um, I expected to see a lot more out of Yuri, as far as like uh, you know, te- technical ability and on ball ability. But I to this point, I just haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I don't I don't know if he has it or not. 
It's hard to say. Um, but they mm-hmm. really need to they really need a, this offseason shore up those positions and get some of these guys out that are, you know, I mean, I appreciate hustle as much as anybody, but you have to have, you have to have skill on the ball and, and Higita and Yoshi are miles ahead of everyone else in that midfield. I'm, right. I'm personally, I'm hoping that Yuri can get healthier, whatever's going on with him. Cause seeing the formation that we, we ran, especially against galaxy, you know, from the, Back six, which I mean the four center backs and then Rosha and then the goalkeeper, those guys are really steady. The front five are kind of playing around. I mean, obviously you have Dom up front, and then you have Kleshin and Yoshi switching from left out left to being in the 10. You have them alternating. Um, and then on the right side, you had um, yeah. Mueller, right? And, and who else was out there? No, Mueller didn't play in the Galaxy game. It was Sasha, right? Yeah, so I mean, you had you had him alternating out there, but the point is, is that Yuri I thought is going to look fantastic if we run something similar, where exactly where Rosha was playing in that protector role. It was a dominant role. Um, I would have loved. I think if Yuri would have been in instead of Rosha, that you we might have had way more opportunities. There were some great interceptions that Rosha had, but just did not have that that touch. You know, didn't have that class that you needed to convert. Uh, those into into um, goals like you see from NYCFC. You know, Alexander Ring is a destroyer, but when he's protecting that back line, he gets uh, some interse- you know an interception. He can flip that thing real quick. He he has so- great touches. Uh, that's what Roche needs to work on, and I think that's what Yuri is was brought in here for. So we need to get him back. Uh, we also need our center backs healthy. Overall, it's been very unlucky. Matt Doyle had it right. Thirteen games, we were only favored in one, and we lost twelve out of thirteen. It didn't help that our center backs were hurt, but we uh, we need those guys healthy. I think we're a good team, and I would not be shocked if we make a late run. But I'll be shocked if we make the playoffs. Unfortunately, <laughs> what a tease! Yeah, I was gonna say Yuri looked pretty good in that deep spot against New York for a while, and he actually was spraying some. Some passes had a couple of nice passes over the top. I think Yuri that this is going to fit Yuri better. You watch Yuri run behind people. He he's obviously not fully healthy. Hopefully these couple of weeks will will help him get there. Will Will's got the hustle, but he, his um ball ability on the, on the ball is is not very good. He just does a safe pass. And Rocha did do some interceptions, but um did have some interceptions, but didn't have the quality to turn those into counterattacks. I think Yuri can do that better. So if he's healthy, uh, I want Yuri to be the guy defending the center backs and their center backs with the health concerns that we have need all the protection that they can get. All right, let's uh, let's say something here. Well, I want to say something. First off, Alex Leitown said, you know, in his press conference, he stated there was nothing that was going to there. There was going to be no changes. Well, we already have Justin Marin changing. That O'Connor was going to come in and make the playoffs with this squad. Well, it didn't happen. Merrim's gone. We have 750000 Most likely, we are hopefully getting somebody to, to replace Merrim. And hopefully, they already did their homework and are getting somebody. If not, then uh, I'm going to be on that rant like Taylor Twelman. We actually have that rant. Let's listen to that rant. Uh, on Taylor Twelman uh, at the New York City game on Thursday night. Let's hear it. 
Here we go. Disappointments. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to stop. Orlando City, you take yeah. the cake. I have no idea. I don't even think you have an idea of what you're doing. Because for the life of me, you spend that amount of money, you redo the roster the way you do, and you get rid of the coach. And I'm not sitting here saying that Jason Christ had it figured out, but you didn't give him enough time when you redid the roster. Now the new coach comes in, and what does it look like? The exact same. The fan base, do you even know what you're doing? You've got players being threatened. Orlando City, biggest disappointment. Yep. And I agree with Taylor Twelman. This is, it's embarrassing. Um, don't worry, Cleon. I'm not going to go on a rant. I'm not going to go on a rant. I know you're over there laughing. I'm not going to go on a rant. But I agree with Taylor Twelman. Uh, let's do something. We have this $750,000 now. Let's get a player. Let's help O'Connor. And like the swag said, we still have a chance at making the playoffs. Sorry for the juju. Okay? <laughs> we still have a chance at making is? I'm still thinking of Juju Schuster from the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we still have a chance at making the playoffs. I'm sorry. Uh, but something interesting, in the first four games for Orlando City, everything has gone up since James O'Connor. And, uh, Eddie, you mentioned it earlier, you know, some of the uh, stats. I mean, we go from just in our first four games, just crosses, we have had 11 in our first four games. In the last two games, we had 21. You know, that's a 95% growth. I mean, we're improving on even on our total passes average. Uh, and this is all, you know, offensive numbers under James O'Connor. Everything's gone up. So it's just a matter of time for everything to click into one, I think. And go ahead, Alex. Can I say something about the 12-man thing? Yeah, go ahead. Personally, I agree with most of what he said. But to ask the fan base if we know what we're doing <laughs> – there's a hundred people that don't know what they're doing. 200 people, you know, there's a small amount of people that don't know what they're doing. And a lot of them sit in the wall. Um, well, some of them sit in the wall, but some of them sit everywhere else. You know, people get crazy. You can't, you can't protect or, or say what other people say. People get crazy Cleon, in the yuppie seats too. Cleon and I sit right by the corner on section two on away from the wall on the other end. And some guy literally yelled the loudest, uh, profane, uh, homophobic thing I, I've ever heard somebody say at the stadium and it's like you had to turn around and almost it's like what are you doing dude like it's not cool it was at the other team but it's just like everybody kind of gave him the, the stink eye but you know to say that the fans don't know what they're doing we're the really the glue that's keeping this thing together you know a lot of teams could have easily seen a half drop in attendance especially on a Thursday night you see 11 12,000 people show up to a state to the stadium you know a lot of t- times that could have happened but no James O'Connor like you said he mentioned they're always cheering, no matter what. They're singing. They're going. They're going hard. They're cheering. Even if we're down two zero, they know that there's a small chance maybe that we'll come back. The the front office is in shambles. Uh, you know, I overall I, I think Twelman was right, but I don't agree with his his take on the fans. Um, and that's that. I think I, I actually was was uh, was actually able to to share some words with Twelman, and and he kind of agreed and. But everything else was was good. All right. Uh, what did you guys think, uh, Eddie, oh. about the rant that Twelman did there on uh, ESPN that day? That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing because we don't have a good comeback about our front office being crap. That's that's the problem I have with it. Um, 
Uh, That's it, just everybody knows that. I thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of <laughs> like when you're I like know, but you don't want it. the you Browns or something. You don't want to acknowledge that. Like, look, I'm a big guy, right? And sometimes you you get a shirt and you think it fits, and you're like, man, I don't know what happened. It must have shrank. That's not what happened. Yeah. And the, Brown, the Browns might be good this year with Jarvis yeah. Landry, yeah, and Baker the, Mayfield, yeah. and maybe even Des Bryant and Josh Gordon. Maybe, so, yeah. We'll wow, that's if they don't get all suspended. But the yeah. the uh, he and T- Twelman did apologize to a lot of people for generalizing about the fans. You know, he he was trolling a bit there on that one. I like Taylor Twelman overall, though. He's a positive. His little dilly dallying on that ESPN morning show with Mike Greenberg is is positive. He's got Michelle Beto, Beto into soccer, and apparently people listen to her. Um, so I, I think it's a positive, whatever. It sucks. When you're down, people are kicking us when they're down. They're beating a dead horse. And until we start winning, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to say? I don't know. Absolutely I heard I, nothing. Exactly. I heard, so you just yeah. got to just take it. I heard he hears our show. Is that true, Alex? <laughs> he knows of the Lions then. Yeah, he know, <laughs> there he, you go. He, we know he knows about it. We yeah. have that confirmed. Yes, we do. All right. So our next game, let's talk about the next game coming up. uh, New England. That's Saturday night um, at the good old whatever, Purple Palace, Lion's Den, whatever you guys want to call it because we still don't have a uh, sponsor for that stadium. JJ, I would give you the part in the interruption, or or no, what's it, around the horn? I'd give you the mute button for calling it the Purple Palace. (laughs) (laughs) Ten seconds, no JJ. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. I think think it's it's a winnable game. I'm getting tired of saying we have to win. I, I, I said at the last podcast that if we don't take all the points at home, that the season's over, and we lost at home to New York City, so I don't think we're getting making the playoffs. But um, the stats say that we still can. We have a five percent chance to make it. So obviously, this is a must win. You cannot afford to go down to what two percent chance to make it. Uh, you have to take this these three points from a team that's above you. I think there's six points above us right now with a game in hand. So you have to take those points. And mentioning that, they're in the playoffs, six point above us. I just want to kind of throw some shade about people who – I just want people to say that early points don't really matter to remember that D.C. United, we've dropped two points and we lost to Minnesota at home. So if we were to have those five points right now, we'd be in seventh, one point out, and we would have a hell of a lot higher percent chance to make the playoffs than five. I can guarantee that. Well, hey, Alex, those don't count because Christ didn't have his, his, his first 11. So they, until you get your first 11, nothing matters, according to Jason Christ. Wow. Right? <laughs> so I, I, uh, speaking of this match, I, I'm worried a little bit because um, the Revs, they just press, 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 press. And uh, we haven't had a coach who knows how to beat the press yet. New York City gave us uh, some fits with the press. So I'm not sure how we're going to handle it. Um, I'm going to be positive and say we win because we have to. And uh, I'm going to say that we we continue with the positive trend of of offensive production. And uh, I saw Jonathan Spector out of practice today. Maybe he plays this week. Oh, Shane O'Neill's back. I feel better about Shane O'Neill in there than Schuler and Amro by themselves or, or whatever. So that 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 could be a positive. Or we could just go all, all Spector and Shane O'Neill and go all Irish or whatever in the center backs. Um, and maybe that that could help us out, solidify the defense. And I, I like Mo against the press because maybe we could send something up top for him to chase it down. That's how, sometimes that's how you beat the press, right? You kind of go over the top of it. 
So I, I, um, I think we need a win. I think we will. And even then, it's still going to be, you know, not that not great a chance we make the playoffs. But, you know, I believe. You believe. Cleon. We don't win this game. We're done. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for putting the that's, juju on. That's our, that's our <laughs> second breaking news of the podcast. <laughs> it's a must win. Yeah, I want to ask you guys something, if you don't mind. Okay, so we got the money. We didn't. Did any? I don't think we answered. Where do we want that money spent? Like, if we, you have seven hundred fifty thousand, JJ, where would you spend that? I mean, if you, I'm sorry, you know, in context, not in real life. Where, <laughs> where, uh, where I would spend it, I would actually go to Europe and uh, maybe go to a smaller league like the Spanish, you know, I'm, the Premier League, and look at some smaller teams that, you know, are in the middle of the pack or in the lower and try to get a player from that uh, um, in that caliber down there, seeing any, in, in the Portuguese, French, or Spanish league, and any, just get a player. I mean, any position, any position you're looking at? Uh,. Yeah, uh, two two positions I'm looking at. We need a striker, definitely, and we need a right back. So those are the two that we definitely need to look at. Because uh, in the left wing, you could put Mo, like Cleon says. She's been playing good. And you could put, you know, Rocha, to me, has been the Iron Man. He's been the Will Johnson of this year. Will Johnson was the Iron Man last year and the beginning of this year everywhere. Well, guess what? Tony Rocha has become that. He plays center back, left back, right back, center mid, whatever. So definitely, I would love to see a right back and a striker, us getting somebody. And there's plenty out there in Europe that would love to come play in the U.S. Especially in Europe, they don't make that much money. Sorry, Alex. They don't make that much money. And that's why Pedro Santos, Andre Orta, all those guys have become DP players because they make more money here in the U.S. playing. And that's what we need to do is go to those places and get these players that are good. And that will come and perform. And we got direct yeah, deposit think, too in America. Wow. Every Friday. I think uh, <laughs> overall, uh, no, I, I, right back is definitely a need. Are you going to spend bringing a guy that's making a million dollars a year to be right back? Was, I mean, well, some teams did that. Doesn't Seattle has an expensive no. right back? Red Bulls. He's, the person that you bring in would have to be an, uh, you know, an attack minding right back, somebody that's a shoot first type of guy that can also cross and deliver in me personally i'd like to see uh either a winger or an attacking midfielder that is a shoot first type of guy somebody that as much as i love sasha you set up goals i mean he doesn't even look at the net he doesn't want to score he'd rather pass every time coleman is the same way most of the time although he does rip it from the outside the box um coleman's the same way he he, he still likes to look for the pass uh yotun been starting to rip it from from the box but uh from outside the box but once again you know a guy that likes to pass i'd like to see somebody that's a proven goal scorer that can also run up and down the wings somebody like a darwin Quintero that minnesota got uh who's a winger but anytime you give that man you know two yards he's taking the shot doesn't care how it's going he's he's taking a chance cleon yeah i feel like i'm actually gonna be the one. I'm normally the one that's all. Oh, we need to get attack, attack, attack. But I honestly, I don't. I don't feel like we have the time to. Because for me, this the and this is what our issue has been the entire time we've been in the league. We mess up with the attack players. We spend too much money, and we strike out on attack players. We've done it from 2015 all the way through. Um, and you can't. You can't. The next ones we start bringing in, we can't rush it. So. 
Um, like I said, I would I would just I honestly I would I would bring in I would try to bring in a couple guys like a couple defenders, um, a, a right back and a left back maybe. Um, you know, not not trying to spend all that all that tam we just got from Merrim, but you know something small. You don't have to spend it all just because we all got it just now and go out and try to rush it in six days. This is America. You know what I mean? This is America. That's what you do. Yeah, so, I mean, get it, you spend it. No, we, we need to, we, I think we need to just, um, try to get it going with what we got. Um, odds are very low that we make the playoffs regardless. So, you know, going out and trying to rush and sign, use all our TAM up on the first guy we see that the first guy that agrees in the next six days to come here. Um, unless, unless it's somebody that's absolutely proven. Um, I, I wouldn't rush it, and I would just wait till the off season and make sure you got it right. Because we have to get these attackers right, man. The next striker you bring in, the next wingers, the next number ten, they need to be the right signings. So we can't just go out there and just rush it, just because it's we got six days, man. You don't have time. You don't have time to make sure you get it right. All right, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I I think Cleon's uh, a right. Oh, everybody's kind of right. We we all the positions of need. I, I agree. We we could use. We need a right back. We don't have a good one. Been saying that all year. If Mo's gonna play up top now, left back's a problem, right? Under yeah, exactly. O'Connor, under O'Connor, we thought um, before O'Connor, we thought left back was settled. We played four different people at left back so far since O'Connor's been here. Rocha, Mo, Toya, and PC. Right, so. That's a little bit unsettled right now. Um, and I do think an attacking mid makes sense because Sasha, Sasha works when things are ideal for, for him or he's got space. But since he's so kind of slow, he doesn't he can't take on people and, and create that much for himself. So I think that that's a good shout by, by Alex. And a winger, we don't really have a true winger. We're trying Mo out there left. I'm not sure Mueller has enough pace to really threaten as a winger. I if I'm you know I'm Mueller's people or Mueller I I don't mind Mueller being a midfielder in the future to be honest, but right now I just want to get it right. I don't we don't have enough resources to get it wrong. We, most of our our moves are going to be with league money like Tam and Gam and stuff like that. So let's not just blow blow this blow through this money and get it wrong because it, it sets us back. Atlanta could just buy somebody else or L.A. We can't. So let's get this right. We're probably not going to make the playoffs. Or we have a we have players with heart already, like Chris Mueller. Let's give them minutes out there on the right. Let's see what we can do and and learn O'Connor's system. And and uh, for now, I think with a couple hundred grand, you could bring in a a right back from from I don't know Switzerland or somebody or something like that. Or or Adrian Venter, right? That's what the fans want. Bring him huh? bring him with what? the Tam, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's that time um, of the night when we say goodbye. We broke a lot of news, but I got I'm giving away some tickets tonight on our podcast, oh. guys. Whoa. I'm giving uh, some tickets away to the Orlando Pride game this Sunday night, uh, this Sunday night, the fifth um, against Sky Blue. So um, but you've got to answer this question. Oh. It's not going to be easy. Uh, our inaugural home game, we defeated the Houston Dash 3-1 to on April 23rd, 2016. What was our our record attendance crowd number? Oh, I know, I game? know, I know. Okay, what was, but you can't play. You can't oh. play. Uh, what was the NWSL record crowd attendance number 
uh, and the game was at the Citrus Bowl on April 23rd, 2016 against the Houston Dash, and we beat them 3-1. to one. I want to know what was the record crowd attendance number. You can tweet us at Orlando Lions Den, and, and or you can call us, or not call us, but text us uh, at 855-526-LION. That's 855-526-LION, and LION is 5466. So 855-526-5466, and Texas, that answer. Go ahead, Alex. And one shout-out to Field Turf USA again. Uh, obviously, again, thanks for the love. Uh, our fans, I guess you call them once again, were saying we're hating on the Field Turf um, in Atlanta, I think. If that was anywhere else that was not Atlanta, they probably wouldn't hate on it as much. But they don't talk looked, about it at Seattle or Portland because they use it too. Yeah, it looked awesome uh, last night in the All-Star game. Everybody got through, didn't get injured or anything. So overall, you know, thanks, thanks Field Turf USA. We appreciate it. And by the exactly. way, there's probably going to be some Field Turf at Orlando City Stadium here coming soon. You'll see. Shh, that's breaking Ooh. news too, right? Yeah, it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> And remember, they, yeah, they're, they're, when Lake Nona comes, one of the practice fields is going to be field turf. Field turf. All right. So, Cleon, it's up to you now, my man. I got nothing, man. They they need to win this game. <laughs> we beat, need no, beat no New three England. points. Beat no New season. England, please. <laughs> no three points, Just no season. No, no beat New England. No make no playoffs. <laughs> just, just like our song. Hey, just like our song at the beginning. I hopes you guys all had high hopes, yeah. except for one person. Oh, all right. That's all I had to say. Oh. On that note, we'll see you next week, guys, oh. with hopefully a victory on New England. Thanks, guys, for listening to Orlando Lions Den podcast. See you next week, guys. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.